Greetings, my fellow from Low Sovereign Thinkers. Thank you for tuning to L3 Podcast. My name is Craig, transmitting from the beautiful realms of planet Earth. Today's date is Tuesday, March 28th, 2023. This is episode 1643, the Covenant School Shooting in Nashville. Before I proceed, you can find me on multiple social media sites and podcast channels. Just type in Loki Luck number three, Loki Luck Roman number three with three eyes, or the Loki Luck Roman number three podcast. Furthermore, if you have any questions, comments, all that good stuff, sending me information, etc., whatever you do, please use the quorum. You can reach me at LokiLuck number zero three at protomed.com. If you don't donate, go to paypal.me or cash.app forward slash LokiLuck number three. Yes. I was um, having lunch when I got the special re- uh, news report on what occurred at the Covenant Christian School in Nashville, Tennessee. Three, six people passed. Three were children. And doesn't matter if the person's transgender or not. When it comes to murdering people in cold blood, I condemn it all. I never believe in using collective witch hunting or have the media manipulate me on who's the bad guy and so forth. It has happened for millenniums, politically speaking. Doesn't matter if it's in monarchs, militarism, democracies, etc. Like the time when um Reading about Rwanda, the 20th anniversary of the massacre that happened for 100 days, when the royal elements of the Hutu government were telling everyone that the Tutsis, the Hutus, excuse me, Hutus, royal elements from the Hutu government was telling everybody, the Tutsis are the cockroaches. We got to terminate them all. And it's been going on, for, they've been doing that for 400 years, back and forth, regardless of paradigm. For 400 years, and the people, certain areas of the the country got tired of it. They want to live in peace and harmony. Now we're hearing the same thing. Doesn't matter what side. Everyone's like talking about the the shooter was transgender, transgender. And you got cowards from politics and even those other quacks from the other side wants to blame the NRA. They're cowards. They're paying off our politicians. Don't you get it? Same garbage, different package. So I'm just, it is disturbing regardless. No one, I don't wish anyone ill, even the ones I'm not fond of. We always got to beware of the exploitation from all sides. That's why I had to sit back and think about what I'm going to say, do a little homework. And of course, a person like myself always going to lay down facts the best I can. And of course, I have my errors also. I always try to update. If people send me information, and I thank them for it. You know, I'm not going to blow things out of proportion. So you're going to hear this hype go on for a long time. Not for a long, a good period of time. Then something else occurs. Macro solutions can lead to mega problems. 
When the government knows best, it turns to crap. And even in Washington D.C., they want everything centralized. We should all be the. They should all be our, our kids, our children. We they should. We should all be their servants. It's the other way around. Listening to the Maxwell Frost, some little glam boy co- congressman from Orlando, want to witch hunt the NRA. Wants to wants to end gun violence. I haven't heard any of them talk about SSRI cases. These so-called geniuses. That's the question. Was um, Audrey Hale an SSRI case? There's even claims that um, because Tennessee banned it, um, outlawed the transitioning for minors. I'll always go by nat- the universal natural law. A person like myself. I always uh, have that mindset. But I know people who are trans, and if they do it as adults, it's a whole different ballgame. But when it comes to minors, you got to question it, which is fair. And you have others out there to try to do it behind their backs. Don't tell your parents about this. Total Orwellian. And so, um, always say this. It's the person, not the group. That's responsible for what happened at Covenant Christian School. It's not the firearm, but the person. Like Omar Mateen did at Pulse Nightclub in uh, was it Orlando district of uh, was it Bell? Was it uh, Bell? Um, uh, oh, shoot. LaBelle, I think it's called. I could be mistaken. All right. And um, it was him, not the firearm. Even Pink Pistols, the president for Pink Pistols at that time, or, or, or national director, attest to that. I did a show on that. Um, That was a long time ago. Wow. I was like, what, 2014, I think. Yeah. I did a show on that. It's on my speaker page. You, go, um, you, you can look in the archives on there. And of course, when they try to blame all Muslims for happening on 9-11, that's all horse crap. He's supposed to have 19 individuals, but what I observed is a lot bigger than that. And multiple rogue elements from government, in the government's agents, rogue elements, could be is involved with that. So, we always got to look at things a lot bigger than what it is. Don't let these psychic vampires on uh, TV, radio, and newspapers tell you any different. And even some of the, you get some quacky web links too. As I always tell all my, everyone who listens to my show, always observe responsibly. Go further on what they tell you. Not from the pundits, but do some reading too. That includes yours truly. Because what could happen when we do this, it drives them crazy. We're seeing it are real desperate. How about when they try to want to get involved in shadow banning certain sites and bloggers and all that? That's ever doesn't matter what state you're in, what country, what party what partisans behind this political party it's <laughs> happening everywhere so um 
Oh, that's why I'm always believing natural rights, including defend others. So um, I just gotta speak on that. I speak on that before I do my uh, narrating here. But I just and we're looking to see what's going on in Yemen, right? No one cares. You don't hear about you don't hear about it a lot as much in the mainstream news, right? You don't hear anything about Yemen. People are still suffering there too, including children. Yeah, so I know too. Even Barack Obama falsely claimed guns are number one killer of children. So he's another Bushite. These people, like I said, these people are pathetic, man. You know, they really think we're a bunch of idiots. But um, when it comes down to it, folks are waking up around the world. And can Audrey Hale be a Manchurian candidate or mind control victim? I wouldn't be surprised at all. And what makes what's really disturbing too, remember Joe Biden support this national firearm school 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 zones. Okay, he's one of those guys that helped spearheaded it, and he wants you to go on your hands and knees and say, "Master, underdog, save me! I can't take care of myself. You have to solve this in Washington D.C." The other states don't matter. Centralization. Even uh, March for Our Lives, same thing. David Hogg. I call him Pol Pot Jr., by the way. And it's just... Um, <laughs> using his uh, baseless rhetoric, too. He wants you to say, Trust the government. Don't protect us. Well, it didn't happen in Broward County. So the question is for you, Mr. Hogg. Are you an opportunist? I'm not going to answer that, in my honest opinion. I'm not going to give anyone that. That's the question. Everyone should let him know. Are you an opportunist? Is Pol Pot your lord and savior? Do you want to be a slave master? Prove to me that the police are obligated to protect the individual. You want us to trust the government because you say so? No way in hell. He'll probably run away. Have his armed guards. Total hypocrisy. See, Rosie O'Donnell made that mistake by going after Tom Selleck. Howard Stern called her out on it. Like him or not, there's areas I don't agree with them on, especially with the COVID jab. But, he went over there and uh, NBC freaked out. So he got two birds with one stone. That's the way to do it. You don't get mad. You don't complain. You take action. And always honor your natural rights, including protecting your loved ones. That's along with children. Well, that's my little rant. I'll be right back, so stay tuned. I'm back. All right. Here's what I know so far. I know more information has been coming out. And um, this one here came from the Epoch Times. I know it came out yesterday. I think it hasn't been updated. No, has it? Nashville school shooter identified by officials as a 28-year-old former student. 
MNPD said three children and three staff members were killed. It was by Chase Smith. Three children and three adult staff members at a private elementary school in Nashville, Tennessee, were fatally shot on March 27th after a 28-year-old former student at the school opened fire inside the building, officials said. The assailant, who was killed by police, was Nashville resident Audrey Elizabeth Hale, officials say. However, Police Chief John Drake said Hale did identify as transgender during a press conference on March 27th. Drake said investigations are ongoing at a residence on Brightwood Avenue. We're also determined there were maps drawn of the school in detail, surveillance, entry points, etc., Drake said. We know and believe that entry was gained through shooting through one of the doors. He added that Hale was a former student at the school but didn't know when that occurred. Drake said the assailant was someone that had multiple rounds of ammunition prepared for a confrontation with law enforcement and prepared to do more harm than was actually done. Police were working through a manifesto as well as a map drawn out with plans for the shooting. He said, th- he said theory to the shooting might be released later. Calls about the shooting occurred around 10.13 a.m. local time at MNPD alongside Metro Nashville Fire Department, or Metro Fire, responded to the scene immediately, according to officials from both agencies. Officers entered the first story of the school, began clearing it. They heard shots coming from the second level and immediately went to the gunfire. MPND spokesman Don Aaron said at a conference, when the officers got to the second level, they saw the shooter, a female who was firing. The officers engaged her. She was fatally shot by responding police officers. The officers had engaged the shooter by 10.27 a.m., roughly 14 minutes after the first call came in. Aaron said the assailant, the assailant had gained entry through a side entrance and had two assault-type weapons as well as a handgun. I don't like to use that word, assault-type weapons. That's like good grief, blasphemy. While Drake said the suspect had a map of how this was all going to take place, Aaron said on that typical day there would be about 209 students in the building and approximately 40 to 50 staff members. Kendra Loney, a spokesperson with Metro Fire, said crews are dispatched to active shooter situations for medical support and rescue task force responds to alongside an MNDP. She said the fire department members went in as soon as it was safe to do so and attempted to provide life-saving efforts for survivors. Our crews were able to be on scene to pull out those that had a viable signs of life that those that were those that were still showing the option to be saved. Loney said, we did make transport of three individuals, three children, and two adults that were taken from the scene. She added that one police officer suffered a hand injury, but no additional first responders were injured in the response. Faculty and students were escorted out of the building to a nearby unification center. Loney said that mental health professionals were on the scene for students, staff, and families affected by the shooting. There wasn't a school resource officer from MNPD present at the school, Aaron said, since it is a church that operates a private school.
The Tennessee Bureau of Investigations, or TBI, didn't respond by press time to request a comment. The agency said on Twitter that it was assisting in the situation. So, that's one area you have to look at. So, I, I, I don't know what, what else is um, happening and the latest information, but uh, I think people should check it out. If you got something to send me, you know what to do. Email me. It'd be great. Or, or not. I got a Twitter page, too. Looking luck number three. You can send that to me there as well after I post this on there. And um, so it's like I said, it's you have to always see these things, folks. And um, and another, another thing, too, there's a video here from um, stuff from information from ZeroHedge.com. Please post video from Transgender's Rampage at Nashville Christian School. And this came out uh, yet on last night. More swiftly, as they investigate Monday's mass shooting by female to male transgender Audrey Hale that killed three children and three adults at a Christian school, Metro Police have posted video of Hale shooting her way into the building and then methodically stalking around within it. At an earlier press conference, police said the 28-year-old who reportedly attended the school herself had behind a manifesto and maps which noted security cameras security camera locations, doorways, and other details. We have the manifesto, said Metro Nashville Police Chief John Drake. We have some writings that we're going over that pertain to this date, the actual incident. We have a map drawn out of how this was going to take place. And there was a press conference on here and from, from a tweet, Benny Johnson. You can hear it for himself. Drake said... Hale considered targeting multiple locations. However, significantly at a time of intense debate over proposals for armed school security and more armed teachers and staff, Hale opt out of the other potential targets because it was too well protected. Interesting, right? Think about that. So that's still in the works, but I'll, I'll um, continue on here. It was the only school that was targeted. That there was another location that was mentioned, but because of the threat assessment by the suspect of too much security, decided not to, said Drake. Hale, who had no prior criminal record, arrived in a Honda Fit with a Thrasher logo sticker associated with skateboard, skateboarding magazines that selected a parking space in a lot rather than simply driving up to the door doors. And there, there's a, there's a, there's a, a photo of that, too. For the Nashville PD, and Hale entered the Covenant building after the shooting out of the glass, and there's videos on that, so it's all in here. And the video shows the uh, glass door shattered under gunfire before Hale, dressed in sneakers, camo patterned pants, and a white t-shirt, a black tackle vest with a ba red baseball style that worn backwards, proceeds to roam throughout the building, opening various doors as fire alarms strobe lights flash the release videos does not show any victims and you can see there's videos on that too about how how um hale went in there i mean parked parked the vehicle police said hale fired upon responding officers from a second story window unlike the famous Uvalde police nashville cops promptly entered made contact and shot hale dead in an upstairs lobby just 14 minutes after the first 911 call. So you got to give the Nashville Police Department, the responders, you got to give them props, what they achieve. 
Because I know legally they're not obligated to protect an individual, but morally they know they know they know they have a duty to protect the public the best they can. And it was the right thing to do. Go after the aggressor and terminate if if possible if necessary. Police also released photos of Hale's weapons. They appear to be Lead Star Arm Grunt AR, a K, uh, Caltech Sub 2000 pistol caliber carabine, and a 9mm Smith & Wesson MMP Shield Easy Pistol. The Easy version features a slide that promote it as being easier for women and others with lesser hand strength to manipulate. An ironic choice for would-be a man. The weapon was adorned with the stickers. Most of them are cartoonish designs, but one appeared to have the word Hellfire written in the black marker on, on red tape. Police said at least two of the firearms were purchased legally and locally. Because yet the person had um, no police record. So, Hale fired a number of rounds inside the Covenant Church School building. She was armed with these three guns. And there's that's on uh, Twitter. The Twitter page for him. Metro Nashville PD. Later searching Hale's residence, police found two shotguns, one of which described as a sawed-off. A saw, a Meanwhile, President Biden, true to form, basically declared the shooter was armed with two AK-47s. Go figure, he's a chump. He's always been a political hack. And I call him the first white privileged president in U.S. history, so... If I'm being racist, <laughs> I would love to hear from you. <laughs> In an utter disregard for leftist sensitivities, Nashville PD's tweets refer to Hale as uh, he and she. However, as this is written, even NBC News is using female pronouns in its principal article on the incident, almost as if to strip Hale from her trans identity either as a, as punishment for her murder spree or to shield trans movement from the strain of her monstrous crime. This is why, my friends, it's the person, not the group. Okay, so I'll be very fair. I'm very blunt and fair about this. I'm not going to be part of that collective exploitation, all right? Please identify the six uh, fatalities as... Evelyn Deakhouse, Holly Scruggs, and William Kenny, all age nine. Cynthia Peake, age 61. Catherine Kunis, Kunsi, age 60. And Mike Hill, age 61. Hale was a illustrist and graphic designer who also worked for a grocery delivery company. She just always was kind of a quiet girl, but was very serious about her work. Steve Lauser, an instructor at Nashville's Nazi College of Art and Design, which Hale attended, told New York Times, it blew me away. It blown, wait, it's, blow, it, it's blown me away. So, of course, the update, the shooter has been identified as a female and male a transgender. Um, individual Audrey Hale, according to Nashville PD. And of course, there's video footage here too from Andy No, deceased mass shooter of the Christian school. And Nashville has been identified as trans person Audrey E. Hale, three children, three murder. So you can see the video for yourself. It does have sensitive content. 
And same thing over here. Very artistic. And same of Andy No. And um, Ollie London did the same thing. So it was an artist. A 28-year-old uh, car carried out a mass shooting at a private school in Nashville on Monday, resulting in the, the deaths of at least three children and three staff members. The Tennessee reported that police killed a female shooter. And um, it's almost done here. Uh, Don Aaron, the spokesperson for the Metro Nashville Police Department, said the female shooter entered the, the school on Burton Hills Boulevard. With two rifles and a handgun, the police department was swift. Officers entered the first story of the school and began clearing it. They heard shots coming from the second level. They immediately went to the gunfire. My dog's getting uh, having a little fun here. But um, the Tennessee said five member police team shot the woman around 10.30 a.m. in the second floor of the lobby of the school. Authorities reported that the shooter was a former student who resided in the Nashville metro area. Charles Kirk did that. So, um, what can we say? Based on this, Audrey Hale picked her spot. Soft target. She don't want to go areas that they were talking about arming, having an arming teachers program or the guardian program. That was too hard. Went for a soft target. That's how you got to look at it. And um, so we have to always see these things. And of course, according to crimeresearch.org, Nashville Covenant School shooting was yet another gun-free zone. Unfortunately, this is yet another year mass public shooting, a gun-free zone. This is from Tennessee. This right here is from Tennessee Code 39-17-31309, carrying weapons on school property. Subsection D, D which is D, subsection 1. Each chief administrator of a public or private school shall display in prominent locations about a school sign, school a sign at least six inches high and 14 inches wide, stating felony state law prescribes a maximum penalty of six years imprisonment and a fine not to exceed $3,000 for carrying weapons on school property. So, the gun-free zone law didn't work in Tennessee. And they're actually doing uh, guardian programs at the other schools. So Miss Hale picked the one that was the softest target school she uh, attended. And like I said before, we don't know if this individual is a Manchurian uh, candidate, mind control victim. Because even, I'm not saying, each individual is different when they do these transitions. Because some may be, you know, may have a negative effect in their mind. We don't know. Uh, like I said, it's possible. But is it, like everyone's going to be have that same exhibition as hell? No, I, I won't say that. 
This is a terrible matter regardless. And this is why I always tell people it's the person, not the group, nor the weapon. And those gun control nuts don't want you to know that. And you got the ones that want to play Lone Ranger on um, arming, 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 which I agree, but the Guardian programs like they have in Florida, I like to see them you know, as a training facility and get, get to know their environment because of mass, pop, mass population and so forth, congestion. It does occur. We don't want... We don't want any, any innocent people to get caught in the crossfire. So, that's why, that's why you have to always see these things in a bigger picture, folks. Don't fall for the political hype, the media manipulation, regardless of paradigm. If you witch hunt one particular group, you can be next. Don't fall, don't succumb to it. I've seen this so many times in my life. And I just scratch my head. What? Why do you have you failed history? Well, that's my intake on it. And love your neighbors the best you can. You're the one you may have your disagreements with. But don't wish them any ill will. Alright, I'll be right back from my other segment. So stay tuned. All right, we're back. So I'm gonna. This is an interesting little, not actually an article, but um, this is pretty interesting. Here came from um, CrimeResearch.org, May thirteenth, twenty nineteen, and this is his says here: major new research on school safety. Schools allow teachers to carry guns. Haven't seen school shootings during school hours. And when you think about it, according to Miss um, Hale's uh, manifesto, she, she realized that other vehicle, uh, other institutions, the schools that were talking about arm, um, army teachers and staff, the Guardian program backed off. So always keep that in mind. So, it's re- so my, as far as I'm concerned, it's pretty relevant. It's an abstract on here. It says after the Columbine school shooting 20 years ago. One of the more significant changes in how we protect students has been the advance of legislation that allowed teachers to carry guns at schools. There are two obvious questions. Does letting teachers carry create dangers? Might they deter attacks? 20 states currently allow teachers and staff to carry guns to varying degrees on school property, some conditions. So we don't need to guess how the policy would work. There has yet to be a single case of someone being wounded or killed from a shooting, let alone a mass public shooting between 6 a.m. and midnight at the school had let teachers, let's teachers carry guns. Fears of teachers carrying guns in terms of such problems as students obtaining teachers guns have not occurred at all. And there was only one accidental discharge outside of school hours with no one was really harmed. So safety is everyone's responsibility. Remember that, farm safety, anything else, okay? While there has there have not been any problems at schools with armed teachers, the number of people killed at other schools has increasingly increased significantly, doubling between 2001 and 2008 versus 2009 and 2018. 
And one area here, this is like um, from the XL files, it tells you about the about the shootings and so forth and the tread line. And it does go up and down. Like from two from 2000, there were seven incidences, okay, including between midnight and 6 a.m. Okay, it's from figure three. So excluding that. So, um, and of course, there's 30, the most they had with 32 cases in 2012. They went down to 12, 16, 5, 9, 13, it's 2017, 2018, it's 39. So, um, but, um, I, I, I seen, I got the, I got it on my files on a PDF format, but I will leave that on there as my footnotes. I'm not, I'm not gonna go through it in its entirety. It's just um, gonna be a little bit too long. I want you guys to read it for yourselves. But it's very interesting when they um, hold on here. Stop! Come on. The whole idea, the whole main objective is based on this. They think twice before. Um, actually going in if there's more of a of a people will fight shoot back or counter the measures so um and it was written by John R Lott Jr which he did actually it was interesting because he did a um a, a lobbying for Tennessee the Tennessee's uh campus carry bill Okay, around this time, and then then this occurred. Something to think, something to look at too. You gotta question these things. And it's funny because on the introduction, here's the thing on the second paragraph, which caught my eye. Putting a guard in every school is also very costly. Florida is spending over four hundred million dollars a year to put one police officer in each public school. That's a lot of schools, and Florida has sixty-seven counties. Four hundred million dollars a year. Well, look what happened at Parkland, Florida. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, the school resource officers, stood back. And their testimonies were contradicting, if you read the Stoneman Douglas committee report. So let's look at okay? And even further down this introduction, it says here, perhaps because police understand the difficulty of their jobs, they are strongly in favor of abolishing gun-free gun-free school zones. Shortly after the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting in 2012, police won a 450,000 member private organization of police, 380,000 active and full-time, and 70,000 retired officers surveyed its members and found that 77% support it, arming teachers and or school staff. A 6% of the officers is believed that casualties in mass public shootings would have been reduced or altogether prevented if legally armed citizens had been able to carry guns. That's the introduction. Okay, so, um, and it's down with the basics. Down with the basics here um, on this. I'm just going to the third, third paragraph from the basics. 20 states are currently allowed at least some teachers and staff to carry, although the rules vary. Utah, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and parts of Oregon allow all permitted teachers and staff to carry without any additional training requirements. Table 1. Okay, Other states leave it to the discretion of the superintendent or the school board. As of December 
2018, 315 school districts have teachers who carry. So I guess like you say in Uvalde, didn't really go that far, right? So I'm just keep going here. Over 30% of all school districts. That's up from 217 school districts in June 2018. By September 2018, school teachers, Ohio's teachers in 82 or the state's 88 counties have received training to carry a concealed handgun. At the other end, there are states such as Colorado and Florida, where in 2018, there were only 30 and 13 school districts respectfully, respectively had their teachers carry guns. All right. So I want to, I know Utah, they do the same thing. It says here, Chuck Osvian, Apostian, Apostian, the school the senior member of the Utah's Concealed Firearm Review Board, estimates that roughly 5% of teachers in his state carried permitted concealed handguns at school. Support staff, including janitors, librarians, secretaries, and lunch staff, lunch staff carry at a higher estimate rate of between 10 and 12%. So... I'll just hit this other one down here. I'm just, you know, just skimming through. We found that 366 cases were gunshots on school property with 188 involving either a death or an injury and 48 committed suicide. If you include the non-suicide deaths or injuries of the perpetrators, 193 people died and 267 were either wounded or injured. Police officers accidentally firing their guns accounted for four cases. And it gives you the figures here about on campus, on the on the shootings on, on campus is very similar. You can really, you know, look here. And it's interesting right here from figure two um, of the number of people killed on campus, including a perpetrator by year, non-suicide. And from 2018, it was like 34 cases. And before that, there were six. And if you go simmer, simmer down, in 2011, it was 3. 2012 was 30. And 2013 was 7. And 2020 and 2014 was 10. And, of course, 2015 was 1. And I'm just going to read just the first two paragraphs here. Non-gang, non-suicide school shootings accounted for 155 cases, with 38 of those being... Accidental discharges. Gangs account for 17 cases with another 10 likely involving guns. While most of these shootings occurred within the schools, 66 took place outside of school buildings, mainly parking lots. 214 attacks took place between 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. with 39 during the rest of the day. Suicides are much more likely to occur during the 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. period. We couldn't determine the time for five cases, but of the rest of 41 were from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. and just two during the rest of the day. Only six shootings took place between midnight and 6 a.m. And it's one here, like one example happened here on July 21st, 2017 at about 2.30 a.m. A 19-year-old shot an 18-year-old man. 19-year-old man shot an 18-year-old man in the parking lot of Spanish Fork High School in Utah. So 2.30 a.m. So things like that occur. So um, so to give you a whole rundown on this, and it's an interesting review, here's a conclusion. Offer gun control. Often gun control debates involve things that might go wrong if people are allowed to have guns. But we don't need to guess. 
Schools that have allowed teachers to carry guns have been remarkably safe. There has yet to be a single case or someone being wounded or killed from a shooting, let alone a mask uh, public shooting at a school that let teachers carry guns. Fears of teachers carrying guns in the terms of such problems that students obtaining teachers guns have not occurred at all. And there was only one accidental discharge outside of school hours with no harm. The average rate of death on injury from shoot from shooting is 0.039 per 100,000 students all across schools. So the rate is higher among schools that don't allow teachers to carry. While it's zero per 100,000 in schools with armed teachers. While there have not been any problems at schools with armed teachers, the number of people killed at other schools had increased significantly, doubling from 2001 to 2008 to 2009 and 2018. So based on that, an armed society is a polite society, right? And of course, they have rules here for all 50 states on the on the on rules that, that for state that teachers carrying concealed handguns. And of course, in Florida, we're talking about Stoneman Douglas after Stoneman Douglas High School shooting in February 2018, some school districts began allowing staff to carry. By August 2018, 13 school districts, mostly rural ones, are arming volunteer administrators, custodians, and non other non classroom staff members who get a one time $500,000 stipend. The law bans teachers unless they are former police officers, active military members, or junior reserve officer training corps instructors. That's from the Associated Press. And we can look at Tennessee. States allow certain school employees to carry a firearm on school grounds if they are licensed, meet certain qualifications, have written authorization from authorities. So, back there, there may be conditions, but the question is, I know one, based on the law, Tennessee allows um, to do support um, gun-free zones, according to that law. And two, what have the Covenant School Board or staff members done about it? Because it, it should have been prepared a long time ago, even after Stoneman Douglas, because anyone can be a soft target. Because according to the police report, okay, from Zero Hedge, Miss Hale, the assailant, was was looking for soft targets. They always, that person did not want people countering the measure. So something you got to always look at. It was very interesting, and of course, it gives you a whole thing from 2018, the appendix, list of school shootings, that tell you all around for the past 18 years. And to be very honest... Is um pretty pretty low, and of course you know a Sandy Hook twenty six. Okay, that's on December fourteenth, and I know I know some people were talking about, which I questioned it too because the FBI report said that Newtown never never happened according to the report. So and um, but you know the whole thing is firing free zones, and I always look at psychotropic drugs too. On that, but I'll give you a whole list here. 
on these on these ordeals. So um, it's good to it's a good little memo. It's a very good memo, and I always recommend people to check these out. So the thing's like 36, 37 pages long, but it's very educational. I will leave that on my footnotes. Of this, of this, um, I'll leave this on my footnotes as well because, hey, a lot of folks out there need to educate themselves. And uh, you get, you, you, you get, there's a link for that So um, on this page that you can check it out. Like this whole saying, armed society is a polite society. And it's not playing John Rain or Rambo or anything like that. We have duties to protect the innocent the best we can if necessary. And another chilling example people should look up is the St. James Church Massacre that happened around July, I think July 25th or 25th or 26th, yeah, 25th or 26th, 1993. It was um, Charles Van Vick. He um, saved a lot of lives that day, that night. Even though 13 died, 67 were injured. It was like 1,000 people in mass. And it was a mixed church too. So they didn't care. Uh, the perpetrators, the assailants, didn't give a damn who was in there. You should look that up because this is why when I see this and even what happened with the Hope, Temple of Hope, it's called, in Pittsburgh, they got to go by natural law. Even what occurred at, uh, at the Kingdom Hall in Hamburg, Germany, the Jehovah's Witnesses, I read their memos. And they, my view, they um, actually contradict themselves with the scriptures and talk about we shouldn't be carrying firearms. So that's what I read from the, from the JW.org. I cannot agree with them on this because, yeah, self-preservation and protecting others is the law of human nature. So I'm going to be doing a final segment so stay tuned. All right, I'm back. Going to do the final segment for this episode. And this one came from Slow Facts. Which is Slow Facts. Slowfacts.wordpress.com. And this is entitled Defending Our Children with Trained Staff. It came out March 24th, 2023. I met some amazing people and I'm grateful for it. I'm thinking of the people who protect our children at school. I've met teachers who volunteer to be first responders. I've met firearms and medical instructors who teach the school staff. I've also met the researchers who study violence in our schools. The more I learn, the more grateful I feel for what all of them do. I want to share that with you because we're facing a new problem together. For all schools and churches that have trained volunteer staff as first responders, there are also many that don't, and I think I know why. We become overwhelmed as we learn more. Each of us has a pretty good map of what we need to know about our world. For example, we know a lot about our friends and the places where we work. Beyond that, we mostly ignore what we don't need to know. We ignore it so well that it all but disappears. 
We know the milestones along the way, but between them, we have mental placeholders that might not be real at all when it comes to safety at school. Our mental map has some big holes in it. We're tempted to fill those holes with our imagination. Most of us don't know what school safety really means. Does it mean good counselors, locked doors and cameras, or armed staff? You're right that each of those is a small part of the larger answer. At first, the idea of protecting our school sounds easy. How hard could it be? Like a place we've never been before. We will invent something that isn't really there to fill the em- in the empty place in our mental map. As, you're st- as you study the problem of protecting our schools and churches, you find that there is a lot of pieces that should fit together. Suddenly, that seems overwhelmingly difficult. It looks impossible until you slow down and examine each element one at a time. Suppose you work in a school. Could you be the one of the staff members who will protect our children? Before you can answer that question, you have to think about what it takes to be a first responder. Are you willing to stop a violent person who comes to our school? Are you willing to treat the injured victims? Are you willing to get the victims the help they need as police and EMTs arrive? The answer to those questions aren't obvious. Again, you don't have to think about what each one of those tasks might include before you can say you're willing or not willing. So far, we are only looking at our desire to help. We haven't touched on our abilities yet. That comes later. The first responder are only one piece of the puzzle. There are many roles to play, and each of them is absolutely necessary. So put is putting many, many pieces together into a working whole. Stopping a violent person in your school means being part of a team. It means training yourself and supporting your colleagues as they practice and learn. That involves time and commitment. It means submitting yourself to instruction where your performance is examined. How would you how would that feel to you? Lots of people think of armed school staff and their thoughts immediately go to the gun. That misses the biggest attribute that volunteer first responders need. They need a strong desire to learn and improve. Have you practiced applying a tourniquet? Do you even know how? No one know, No one gets everything right the first time. The judgment may sound harsh, but if you can't face the thought of being corrected in front of others, then your abilities hardly matter. You have to accept instruction If you're going to serve, having a willingness to learn sounds obvious, but it isn't. I know that most gun owners won't compete in the shooting sports because they don't want to see how badly they perform when their abilities are measured by a paper target and electronic timer. It's okay, you know, I... I laugh about it too, you know, I always try to, when I I want to shoot, I learn how to better myself. For some people, it is more comfortable to think that they're good than to actually test their skills. Some people want to be measured and some don't. Very little of being a first responder is about the gun. Of course, there are physical skills involved in physical defense. There are also medical skills to learn in trauma care and first aid. All that takes practice. 
So we have to be willing to get down on our knees and get our hands dirty. That is true. As we train, and it is, tr is true in real life situations as well. There will be blood. Even fake blood teaches us a lot. I remember the exercise where I was one of the victims. A role-playing actor entered the training site and shot some people before he was himself. Shot by one of the defenders saying, bang. The victims rolled out of, uh, out of, out of piece of red cloth that showed there were, we were where we were shot. A paper card described our symptoms. We laid on the ground and moaned a bit. The school staff I was with were natural actors, so it looked and sounded like a chaotic mess. Some of the participants wanted to withdraw while others were drawn in and intensely focused on the exercise. I was fascinated to simply lay on the floor as a casualty because there was so much to learn. I think the lesson was best summarized during one of the outbreaks while the staff resets for the next exercise. A woman put into words what many of us were feeling. I was repulsed by the thought that my students and friends would be hurt at my school. I felt bad and then I thought how I feel if it happened to us and I couldn't stop the murderer or stop the bleeding. That was a lesson for me. Violence is ugly, but being helpless in the face of violence is worse. Not everyone feels that way. For some of us, it's more comfortably tend we're prepared rather than to conduct the training exercises that actually measured our um, our performance. Give if, if it gives us a comfort comforting sense of security to say that our untrained staff would do a great job if the unthinkable happened to our children and to our neighbors. Adults can play pretend every bit as much as children can. I felt the same way sometimes, and so have you. Another lesson they have taught us was that our body couldn't go where our mind hadn't been before. That is why it is important to do our homework now Ask yourself who will stop a violent murder in your school or in your church. Stopping the violence might sound impossible until you look at the piece at a time. When we think about it, there's so much to do in order to put a good safety program into our schools and our churches. The good news is that other people have done it, so we know it is possible. Some of our neighbors can stop the violence and treat the injured. All we have to do is ask them to help. We should ask them now rather than later. Don't you agree? And of course, he gave you 1,200 words. Please share them with a friend and leave a comment. And you got it's a good thing because you want to prepare yourself, educate. When the time comes, you be ready to take action. And everyone's gonna have, everyone has different emotions that can be distracting. But you got to stay focused. I'm not saying it's easy. Because that would be ludicrous. But the reality. And so the Guardian program, I support. Because they use these multiple tasks. Plus... We've all been living in a dangerous world since the beginning of time. We cannot um, leave all our security eggs in the hands of the government. That was a mistake multiple times. 
We can even talk about September 11th. I have my views of the One World Order agenda, but the FAA regulations and the 1968 Gun Control Act made those commercial airlines, airplanes, a firearm-free zone. That's how we learn. We gotta learn to better ourselves, including yours truly. We're never gonna stop educating. If you believe you know everything, then you're duped. Not just for the people you love, but yourself. I encourage everybody to go to learn these things. Because trust me, in the long run, you'll thank yourself and others. If you don't learn from the past, folks, we're condemning and repeating it. Don't play the victim. Be the defender. And that would be it. I thank everyone for listening. Plus, feel free to download and share throughout your social media networks. If you have any questions, comments, or something that's interesting to check out, whatever you do, please send your correspondence to the quorum. Furthermore, I'll leave the footnotes of these uh, of this information on my page, the episode. <laughs> and if you want to contact me, go to LokiLuck number zero three at protomail.com. If you want to donate, go to paypal.me or cash.app forward slash LokiLuck number three. Support the Epoch Times, Crime Research. Slow facts, that'd be cool. Principles and knowledge is a great thing. All right, once again, thank you for your time. Plus, always remember that the maniac resistance is healthy for the soul and can liberate humanity. Until next time, take care of yourselves. Keep on spreading the love. And may your guardian spirits be with you.